Good morning. We are Daf Lametes on the base, where we're in the middle of discussing the. We're in the middle of discussing the sugya of Psisin Ushleimin, which then moved on to the sugya of Paschitin to Pasairin, and we had a, a machlekes regarding Psisin and Shleimin where the Tanakhana said that you make a brach on the Psisin and you pay to and you patter the Shleimin Rashi learns they're talking about Psisin Gedolim versus Shleimin Kitanim then I must make a brach on the Psisin Gedolim in preference to the Shleimin Kitanim Tosa learns that we're talking about Psisin Gedolim versus Shleimin Kitanim where I may make a brach on the Psisin Gedolim if I want I have a choice, I don't have to but I can make a brach on the Psisin Gedolim and not on the Shleimin Rabbi Yechon says I must always make a brach on the Shleimim because Shalim always takes precedent and that was a, the first Machlech in the Gemara which there's a Machlech Rashi Tesis and how to understand it and we had another Sugya which continued on from there where the Gemara discussed the halacha of bread made out of chitin a piece of bread made out of chitin versus a whole loaf of bread made out of soyrin there every, everybody agrees that the chitin takes precedent Rabbi Yemir Ba'aba tried to Make it, turn it into a machlekes tannoim. The machlekes of botzel cotton and botzel godel, a uh, uh, botzel cotton shalem and a chazi botzel godel. And the Gemara says there's no right from there. There's a loch and hilchas truma in the sin of the koyen. Komach nushesh koyen toyim and ayafa. Komach shen koyen toyim and amiskayim. When it comes to bracha, then the the chitin always takes precedent. And that's more or less the sugya that we've learned, that we learned it with Rashi through the sugya, and we learned it with Tosus through the sugya. And it was quite a complicated sugya. The sugya is not quite finished, but it's not as complicated from now on. And then it gets really nice and easy. The Gemara says as follows. We are roughly three lines down from the wide lines. Omar of Nachman by Yitzchak. Omar of Nachman by Yitzchak. Omar of Nachman by Yitzchak. We have it. Omar of Nachman by Yitzchak. Ve Shomayim. Somebody who has Yerushimayim will try and fulfill his obligation by by being Yetzir both, both opinions both opinions now Rashi what the Gemara doesn't tell us from Nachum Yitzchak doesn't tell us is which both opinions is he talking about so if you learn the Gemara in its simplest form both opinions L'chayr only applies to the first Machlekes because the second Machlekes we said there's no Machlekes in the end even though Abiyim Yabbas said there is a Machlekes but the conclusion of the Gemara was is that there's no Machlekes so it's very hard to say <coughs> regarding the second Machlekes when there's no Machlekes so when everybody agrees we're all, in, we're all on the same page there so what's so in simple terms you're going to have to learn the Gemara that means the first Machlekes that's the Machlekes of Psisin or Shleimin of Psisin or Shleimin how was the Yerushimayim he would place the broken piece underneath the whole loaf and he would cut what would he cut both the whole one cut the whole one just the whole one and why is that called if you just cut the whole one The shayla is which one you should be betzeh, right? So let's see Rashi. Rashi learns as follows. 
Yotzim Yedei Shneim. So the first thing Rashi tells us is Yotzim Yedei Shneim means Yedei Machlekes Shel Rav Huna So Rashi clearly tells us he's referring back to the first Machlekes, and we understand Rashi because the second Machlekes is not Machlekes in the Maskonos Gemara. At the conclusion of the Gemara, everybody agrees that Prusa of Chitin, the Shleim of Sairin, you go for the Prusa of Chitin, and it's not comparable to Chatsi Botzel Godel to and Botzel Cotton Sholim. Two different, two different scenarios, two different situations, two different, two different Machlekes, no comparison at all. So that's the first Chiddush of Rashi. The Yitzchidish name means Yedei Machlekes Shulervuna Rebiyechnen. Second Chiddush of Rashi. What's Maniach Prusa Tachas Hashlema? If you notice, Rashi has the Gesa Maniach Prusa Tachas Hashlema. We have the Gesa of Maniach Prusa Betoich Hashlema. Rashi has a case of Menech Prusa Tachas Hashlema, but it means the same thing. And says Rashi, so now when you make the bracha, they're both in your hand. And Rashi gives us a choice, and you cut either through both of them or from the complete one. And making a bracha on both, when both are in your hands, that's enough to circumvent the machlekes between Ravuna and Whereas Ravuna says, I'm a chuyu to make a bracha on the Pesisin, because they're greater size than the Shleimin. And Ravuna says, no, Sholim always takes precedent, Mitzvah and Amuvcha, by making a bracha, holding them both in my hand, and making a bracha on both. Which one I cut, says Rashi, is irrelevant. I have the choice to cut whichever one I fancy. <coughs> Rashi says, Oy either both, or just the Sholim. Not just a psisa, no, you're right. Tony Tama Kemedra Nachman by Yitzchok, Meniach Aprusa, Betoich Hashlema, Uboitseya, Umavarich. Nachman by Yitzchok made this suggestion, there was a ton in front of Nachman by Yitzchok who made this suggestion to get around the Machlekes and not to get involved in disputes. What do you do? Meniach Aprusa, Betoich Hashlema, you put the Prusa underneath the Shlema Uboitseya and you cut them Umavarich and you make a bracha. Amalaisum, Nachman by Yitzchok said to him, Mashmecha, what's your name? Amalai Shalman, or Salman. Amalei Shalom Ato Veshleimo Mishnah Secha Shesam Tashalom Bein Atalmidim And it's an unbelievable piece of Gemara this Where the Gemara tells us that One should minimize Machlekes Even in learning of Torah One should minimize Machlekes as much as possible Rebbe Kivega says The name Shalman Matsini Shem Zeh Besef Meginas Rus There it's written with a Vov Shalmoin Rebbe Kivega says it's the same word Shalmoin That was his name Salma is this comes from Salmon. Zalman, yeah, Zalman. Is that where Zalman comes from? Zalman comes from Shlema. Good Haimishan name. So we see from the Gemara the, the, the importance of minimizing machlekes as much as possible. Not to, to create machlekes, but to minimize machlekes even in learning Torah. Even in learning Torah. All Torah has got to be trying to be minimized. Shalmon, Salmon is your name. Shalim Ato, Shleimon Mishnasech, Shisham Tashonah Ben Atamidim. Now we, we learned the Sugi Sefer according to Rashi. According to Rashi, the Yetzidesh name means machlekes of Hunan Rabbi Yechanan. Because according to Rashi, Psisin Shleimin, and psisin and a shleimin, a country of Huna, what do I do? If we're talking about psisin gedolim, then I have to make a bracha on the psisin gedolim. So I have a machlekes. If we're talking about psisin ketanim, 
or the same size, precisely the same size as the Shlemin. What did Rashi tell me? Sorry? Whichever one you want. So now, if I want to make peace between Rav and Rav what would I do if I had one piece equal size to the Shalim? What would I do? I'd just make a bracha on the on the Shlema. I don't need to do this whole song and dance of lifting up the, the Prusa together with the Shlema. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. So clearly this Gemara, Kunti Rashi, we're actually talking about a Psisin which is greater size to the Shlema which is of a smaller size. And therefore I have a, a real problem. If I want to fulfill both shitters, I have a real problem. Because according to Rav Huna, I'm a to take the Psisin. And according to Rabbi Yechonon, I'm a to take the Shleman. I have a problem. What do I do? That's when Rabbi Nachman by Yitzchok's new invention comes to play comes into play and that is I take the, the Shlema I put the Prusa underneath it and I fulfill both obligations if you learn the Gemara like Teisvus that Psisin and Shlemin is talking about Psisin Gedolin and Shlemin Kitanim and yet Teisvus tells me a country of Hunna which one do you do? I mean you should all be jumping up we've done this so many times you should be jumping up and down according to Teisvus what do I do? if I got Psisin Gedolin According to Toysus in Ravuna, I've got Psisim Gedolim and Shlemim Ketanim. What do I do according to Ravuna? If you look in Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam tells me I have a choice. I can do either the Psisim Gedolim, do you remember? Or the Shlemim. And as Rashi says, and I even said this to you at the beginning of Shir of Gabi, I'm really disappointed today. <laughs> Rashi tells us that when I have Psisim Gedolim and Shlemim Ketanim, Psisim take precedent. Tosus, Rabbeinu Tam says, even Psisim Gedolim, it must be the whiskey this morning, even Psisim Gedolim, and Shleimim, Ketanim, the Psisim Gedolim are a choice. I don't have to take Psisim Gedolim, I can if I want to. So according to Tosus, is there any need to make peace between Rav Huna and Rav Yechanan? Yes, of course there is. But what would be the simplest method of, of making peace between Rav Huna and Rav Yechanan? You just take the Shalim and you make a brach on it. I don't have to make a brach on the season. That's what I need to do. So why do I need this whole convoluted method of making a bracha on the bread? Of breaking bread, which Rav Nachman Yitzchak gives us, it's totally unnecessary. It's totally unnecessary. Just like we said, according to Rashi, we must be talking about Psisim Doilim and Shleimik Tanim. In Taisus, we've got a problem, because even Psisim Doilim and Shleimik Tanim, I have a choice. If I have a choice, then if you want to make peace, simple. Pick the one that they both agree on. Make a brach on Shalim. So what on earth is going on? And that is Taisus' problem in Deva Maschil Meniach Prusa Betech HaShleim According to Rashi, you're supposed That's correct. He's holding it both. That's a cutting. That's a cutting. But the brocha is on both. And that's the key. The key here is that the itma, hevir, lifneim, psisin, ushleim, and amravunum, mavarech alapsisin. And that's where Nachma Yitzchok's little uh, new, new understanding of the machlegis is. Make a brocha! Once I made a brocha, which one I cut is not the end of the world. Which one I cut is not the end of the world. Why, by cutting the shalim, am I okay if I didn't cut the psisin? I made a brach on the psisin, I'm not cutting the psisin, it doesn't look nice. We'll see, Tosis explains that bit. But the, the first question that we need to understand is, how does Tosis learn this Gemara? 
called the Taisus to say that uh, means that he's fulfilling the obligation of I don't need that. That's a very I've got a very simple way around that. Just take the shalim, leave the psisin alone, even when the psisin are greater size than the shleimim. That's Rabbeinu Tam. I have a choice. So this whole Gemara takes on a new new context according to Rabbeinu Tam. So that for that we have to see Taisus. It says Taisus Pirish Rashi and that's called since he's left the broken bread underneath the complete whole loaf so what you do is you have your half bread half a loaf underneath your complete loaf and then you cut your complete loaf and then you end up now what you have you end up with three pieces so when you're cutting it looks like you've cut through the lower piece as well. And it doesn't matter if I didn't actually cut it. As long as it looks like I was bitzer, that's good enough. But dafka. So that's, that's why Rashi says either you cut the both, or you cut just the shalim. Because by cutting the shalim alone, I am cutting both. I'm doing a, a, a bitzer on the upper one, and I'm cutting through the lower one. It just happens the lower one is missing a half. So therefore the cut goes through the half that's missing. But I'm still cutting both. Then, <laughs> Rashi do not want to explain that you can do and cut whichever one you like. Since the Gemara says that you have to put the prusa, it doesn't say shlema toicha prusa or shlema tachas prusa. It says prusa tachas hashlema, meaning that the primary bread that I'm making my bracha on here is the shlema. The secondary is the prusa. That way, I'm fulfilling both obligations, both opinions, both Rav Huna and Rav Yechonah. But I need to do a betzir on the primary on the primary bread, the one that the ikar bracha is chalom, the ikar bracha falls on the shalim. So I need to make my betzir on the shalim. I also need to make my betzir on the prusa. So what do I do? I cut the shalim, which is on top of the prusa, right the way down, and it looks like I'm cutting the prusa too. And therefore, I have now a betzir of both the shalim and the prusa. All the perish Rashi. Now this is the Rashi and Tesis the Shittasim. I warned you when we learned the sugya that the whole sugya is different according to Rashi and Tesis right the way through. And we've seen most of the sugya how Rashi and Tesis learned the sugya. And now we're going to finish off the last bit of the sugya how Rashi and Tesis must disagree. On the page Rashi Yochai Perusha Yirei Shemaim Yetsi Deishneim Kredav Huna Uchud Rebechnon Bepsisin Ushleima. And of course that means by a psisin Gedolim and a Shleimim Ketanim, where Rashi says the Gedolim take precedent, and we then have a direct argument with no room for reconciliation between Huna and Rebechnon until. Yisrael comes along and finds a method of putting the two back together again and that's why the Gemara calls him Shalma this Talmud was called Shalma, uh, Salman Shalma from Shlema from, from Sholem but according to Rebbein Atam we can't learn that Yerushmaim Yetzideh Shnei means the Machlekes of Huna and Rebbe Yechanan the Koyap Sisin Shahari Einoit Sarich Lassus Kein where even if Huna allows you just to make a brach on the Shlem if you fancy and you don't have to make a brach on the Psisin then if you want to make peace there's a very simple method they only argue in one specific case they argue about can I make a brach on the Psisin I don't have to if I want to fulfill both opinions what do I do? just make a brach on the Shalem and I'm done I'm done don't bother with the Psisin don't bother with the Psisin but die because because even Rav Huna only says that you can make the bracha on the prusa on the broken bread if you want 
obvious to everybody that both Ravuna and Rabbi Yechman would allow you to make a bracha on the Shlema. I'm, I'm at peace. I've got, I've reconciled the two. There's no machlekes here. There's machlekes in a very specific area. Why do I need to pick that area where there's a machlekes? Go pick the one where there's no machlekes. Make a bracha on the Shalim. Don't make a bracha on the Sisin. If that's the case, what does Yereshimaim Yerchideshneim mean? Where Reb Nachman Ba'Yitzchok is mechadesh, a new chidesh. Oh, I found this new innovative way of getting around this machlekes. Let's make peace. What do I do? Shleim on top, Sisin underneath. What's going on? Totally unnecessary. So therefore, Rabbeinu Tam has to, as we would say in Yiddish, quetch the Gemara. Venira, lepeish Rabbeinu Tam. Therefore, we have to explain the country Rabbeinu Tam. Shneihem koi ashnei lechamim aprusus shalchitin or shleima shel soirim. Now that's very difficult because the prusus shalchitin or shleima shel soirim lechayir. There's no machlekes in the Maskanos Gemara. We said lechuli alma. Everybody agrees. Divri akoyim mavarchal aprusus shalchitin. The point is hashleima. So what does Rabbeinu Tam mean that Yerushalayim Yotze Deshneim and he puts the Shalim on top and the Prusa underneath and we're going to have to say that the Shalim of Sairin takes precedent over the Prusa of Chitin because we put the Shalim on top even though we've said before that everybody agrees you make a bracha on the Chitin so what's Yerushalayim Yotze Deshneim and that's why when we we talk about a kvetch there seems to be some sort of doichike but Rabbeinu Tam is forced to learn the Gemara like that and you're going to have to understand Rabbeinu Tam that the Rabbeinu Tam understands that Rabbi Yirmi Ba'abba remains with his suggestion that this is a machlekes tanoim. Only the Gemara is matchir, but Yirmi Ba'abba didn't agree with the dichir of the Gemara. And if that's the case, we now have a machlekes between the two tanoim, according to Rabbi Yirmi Ba'abba. So if I want to get round the machlekes when it comes to Prusa Shalchitin and the Shleim Shalsarin, and make sure that everybody agrees what I've done is correct, and I don't get involved in Rabbi Yirmi Ba'abba's machlekes between the Tanakama and Yub Yehuda, even though not everybody agrees that there's a machlekes which is relevant to us, but if Yehim and Be'abed does, then what do I do? I take the, the Shalim of Sayyim on top, the Prusa of Chitin underneath, and I'm Betzea both, or Betzea one, which looks like both, and I've now fulfilled the obligation according to everybody, both according to Yehuda and according to Tanakama, in Rabbi Yehim Be'abed's understanding of the comparison in the machlekes. But now you understand why I said it's a little bit more difficult to work through the Gemara contra Ben Atam than is Rashi. Rashi learns through the Gemara simply. Ben Tam's Gemara is a much more complex Gemara. And that's why we've got since the last two Shurim. We've learned, spent three weeks on, on this little piece of Gemara. And you can understand why. When you, once you have a Ben Atam who makes the, the Sugya a little bit more complicated, it becomes a difficult Sugya. According to Rashi, the Sugya is quite straightforward. According to Ben Atam, it's a difficult Sugya. Again, the basic of, basis of the Machlekes is where the Chaviv can plays a part in Hilchus Brachas. Does Chaviv play a part in Hilchus Brachas or not? In regards to this Shalim and Chaviv, Rabbein Tam says Chaviv doesn't play a part, and therefore he has to change the sugya, learn the sugya differently. Rashi seems to learn that yes, Chaviv can play a part, and that's the Shail in the sugya. Psisin Gdoilim, which is Chaviv, versus Ktanim Shleimim, which is less Chaviv, etc. Chitin Sayin Chaviv versus non Chaviv. That's all Shittas Rashi. Tesis has a whole new understanding. We're not going to do Chazar again. I think we've spent long enough. There's no such thing as long enough on a piece of Gomorrah. But we could spend another three weeks on this because there's so much to do on this small piece of Gomorrah. But I'm going to spare you all. And we are going to get carry on the next piece of Gomorrah, which is much, much, much simpler. Be'ezus Hashem. Are we all, all agree, in agreement to go on? I don't see any dissenting voices, so we'll move on. Omar Papa Says Papa. Everybody is in agreement. But Pesach, on the night of Pesach, Leil Seder, 
Shemaniach Prusa Betoich Shlema Uboitseya. That we take the Prusa and you put it underneath the Shlema and you Boitseya and you break. My timer, Lechem Oiniksev. Lechem Oiniksev. Leil Seda, our bread needs to be a Lechem Oini. And a half a bread is a poor man's bread. So on Leil Seda, half a bread has to be part of my Lechem Mishnah. It has to be part of the bracha that I'm, it has to be part of the bread that I'm making my bracha on. Lechem Oini. The mitzvah's matzah has to come, has to be fulfilled with a bread that's Lechem Oini. And Rashi tells us, Lechem Oini Chsib, V'dakoi Shal Oni Peprusa. The way of an oni is to eat a prusa, not a whole loaf. Therefore, he's got to look like at least that he's being betseya from the prusa. So, according to Rashi, what do I do on Leil Pesach? I take my whole matzah, I take my half a matzah. We have three matzahs, but let's leave that out of the, out of the way for the moment. Not everybody agrees with the idea of three matzahs. The Gon says, learn the Gemara in simple form, you have two matzahs, one whole one and a half one. The third matzah is not necessary. So, you have your whole matzah and your half a matzah. And you make your bracha on both. You pick up both. You're holding them both in your hand. You make your bracha of... Which brachas do you make? What about Alachidah's matzah? On both. On both. On both. You sure about that, Mr. Pearl? Mr. Pearl? You sure about that? You're not sure about that? So you do put down the whole. But what does Rashi... Does Rashi say anything of the sort? But Rashi doesn't say anything, does he? Rashi is quite ambiguous. He doesn't uh, enlighten us as what one's supposed to do. <coughs> He just says, "With Daku Shalani Baprusa, Lefichach Sarich Sheyira Kibetzia Min Aprusa." According to Rashi's Lefichach, it would seem that I, may, I hold both, I make brachas on both, and I break. Which one do I break? No, I break the whole one. Rashi says, "Lefichach Sarich Sheyira Kibetzia Min Aprusa." What's Sheyira Kibetzia Min Aprusa? If I'm breaking the Prusa, then I'm not Yira. So here we see Rashi explaining the point that Tosis explained a moment ago that when I have a hole and a half I break just the hole and that gives me the impression that I'm breaking the half as well that's all I need to do on this Seder but according to Rashi then I will be holding my hole and my half I'd make two brachas because I don't break pashtas I don't break until I finish my both brachas but maybe not maybe I break after the first bracha <clears throat> maybe I say Hamotzi Matzah break and then say Alachides Matzah Rashi doesn't give us any indication what I'm supposed to do all he says is, hold them both, be betzah the whole one, break the whole one, and that will give the impression that you've been betzah the prusa. I now have a betzia on the prusa, I have lechem oini, and I'm done. And I'm done, I'm okay. <coughs> when it comes to Shabbos, a person has to cut two kikoris. My timer, lechem mishnechsev. What's the reason? What the Gemara at the, the moment doesn't tell us is, do I cut both or just make a bracha on both? So the Gemara carries on. It says, Omer Abashi Chazina Lele of Kana, the Noketati of Botzachada. I saw of Kana, he would hold two and just cut one. Rev Zayr have a Botzakula Sherusa. Rev Zayr, what did Rev Zayr do? He was Botzakula Sherusa. It doesn't mean that he cut both, it means he cut a very large piece. When normally the minig, the mid of the minig was to cut a small piece, when you take a whole loaf, you cut a small piece, not to look like you are a glutton. The, on Shabbos, he cut a large piece. You look like you are a glutton. 
Kevin the Chalyem like Arvid Hachi. We're in the Kavid. Like Mischazik Rafsinusa. Since every day I only cut a small piece, today I cut a large piece. Then everybody knows that I'm a, a man that's, that's that's satisfied with just a small amount. And the reason why I'm cutting a large piece is Lachvoid Shabbos, Lachvoid all the people who are the Suda. A kulisher, the person who died, she died lechol asuda b'shabes. Died lechol asuda b'shabes. Rifsa died. No, we haven't done that. So comes along tesis, very interesting tesis. So everything that we've discussed when it comes to Pesach, all the different minhagim we seem to be going around the room here. Let's see how tesis learns. Hakoyim moedim bePesach. Meshemaniach aprusa b'teicha shleima uboitzeya. My timer lechem oini ksev mishum dechsev lechem oini. Since it says in the Pasuk that the mitzvah's matzah should be fulfilled with lechem oini, the poor man's bread. Morris says lechem oini, lechem shainim love dvarim haber, but we paskin lechem oini, the poor man's bread. Meniach aprusa tachas hashlema. You should put the broken matzah underneath the complete matzah. Venira kibotzea al aprusa, and it'll give the impression that he is. Being by say he's cutting, he's breaking the broken bread already. However, he doesn't actually break the broken bread, he only breaks the complete matzah. And on the prusa he makes a brocha of achilas matzah. So if you read Taisus carefully, Taisus seems to say, What do you do? I hold. The whole matzah and the half matzah. <coughs> I make my bracha shek edishana be mitzvah yisav vetzivanu ah. Sorry, I make a bracha shek hamotzi lechem in arts. I then break the whole matzah. Make bracha on the half matzah of shek edishana be mitzvah yisavanu lachidus matzah, and then I take both matzahs and eat them together. Both matzahs eaten together. How much I need to eat of each? So he doesn't tell me. That's a discussion in halacha. How much I need to eat of each? Is a kezayis of both together or kezayis of each? Chatchila halacha tells me I should take a kezayis of each based on the matzah. V'chein haminik. V'avalein lasses and Tosis spells it out. Avalein lasses hamotzi. V'gam achilas matzah min haprusa. You can't make both brachas just on the prusa. The haver k'osa mitzvus chavilos chavilos. V'ein lasses hamotzi. V'gam alachilas matzah. On the prusa, it looks like you're doing two mitzvahs in bundles, and we have a rule: one's not allowed to make mitzvahs in bundles. An unbelievable chiddush here. What's my two mitzvahs in bundles? What's my two mitzvahs in bundles? Tosa tells me that the mitzvah of hamotzi and the mitzvah of achilas matzah is two separate mitzvahs, and to put them together on the same bread would be bundling two mitzvahs together. That I mustn't do. So, according to the first Pshat and Tosis, what do I do? I make a bracha on both of, of Amoti Lechem and Oritz. I then make a bracha of Amoti Matzah on the Prusa, and I must eat both, because there's two separate mitzvahs here. There's a mitzvah of Amoti Lechem and Oritz, which is the, the main matzah, the large matzah, the whole matzah. There's a mitzvah of Alachilis Matzah, which is a Prusa. I can't be Yotzah one, both with one. I've got it. So, therefore, I make two brachas on the one and a half, one brach on the half, eat from both, and that way I've got around the problem of ein oisin mitzvahs, chavilis, chavilis. Tosis himself disagrees with this, and Tosis says, nearly, da'ahava brachish al-nenin, 
Einom Nikroim Chavilis Chavilis. So Tzai says, I don't understand this. To make Hamotzi Lechem and Oretz together with Hamotzi Matzah is not called Mitzvah Chavilis Chavilis because the first brach is not a Birches Hamitzvah; it's a Birches Hanenin. And it's true that Asel Adam Lehemes Made Mazeb Lei Bracha. Let us make it into a Mitzvah. It makes it into a Bracha that will remove a prohibition. It'll allow me to eat. It's Birches Hanenin, but it's not Chavilis Chavilis. And Tosha then goes and proves it. The Ha'Kiddush, when every Leil Shabbos, Yom Tov, we make Kiddush. What brachas we make in Kiddush? We take one cup of wine, it would be nice if we could have two cups of wine for Kiddush, wouldn't it, Shiri? Two cups of wine, every Kiddush, expensive business. Uh, we don't take two cups of wine and make a Boipragofen on one and Kiddush on the other. We make the Boipragofen and the Kiddush on the same cup of wine. Daha Kiddush, Mavachin Kiddush, or Bichasayayin. So what on earth is going on here? What on earth is going on? Why can't I just take both matzahs, hold both matzahs in my hand, make a mozilech minoret, alachidus matzah, break the matzah, and eat? At the moment we have a machlech, is what we need to do. Uh, clearly the, the different opinions in the, in the room here are spelt out in tasteless. Do I hold them both and continue with both brachas? Do I just hold up both for mozilech matzah and then the prusa for the it's both for both for Hamotzilech uh, Menorahs and the prusa for Hamotzilech seems to be two views in Tesis Venerally, sorry Rabbeinu Menachem of Vina Menachem from Vien is that Vienna? there was a Balit Tesis in Vienna? Hoya sorry Hoya Rogil Lasseis Hakoil Al HaPrusa the Rabbeinu Menachem of Vina would make both brochers on the Prusa. That means he held that the primary bracha is on the Prusa. Rashi says, the Gemara says, The Gemara doesn't tell us which one you're Bitsea. Rashi says Bitsea on the Shlema, but it looks like you're being Bitsea the Prusa. The Menachem, seems to disagree. And he says, I make the bracha holding both, but I only eat the Prusa. So I don't, I'm not Betzea the Shalim at all. I'm only Betzea the Prusa. Lechem Hoinixiv. The primary mitzvahs of the evening are done on broken bread. So why do I need to bring a whole bread at all, a whole matzah? I only need to bring a whole matzah so that I have a Lechem Mishnah. I have a double portion of bread. Like we learned in the next piece of Gemara when it comes to Shabbos. I need Lechem Mishnah because it says because uh, it says Lechem Mishnah in the Torah. So who are them when it comes to Yom Tov? I need Lechem Mishnah. And therefore I bring both. And that's the Chiddush of Menachem Mivina. There's a Din Lechem Mishnah on Yom Tov like there's a Din Lechem Mishnah on Shabbos. So I need to have both. But I don't, I'm not Betzeah the whole one. I'm only Betzeah the half. So we have a third view of what we need to, what we need to do. The Hari Fourth thesis, fourth opinion. What do you do on Leil Seder? He would hold them both and make the bracha of Amitzi Lechem Minoritz. Before he would cut. Afterwards, he would say Alachidas Matzah. And he would then break both. So we now have a fourth view. So let's just recap what we've learned. So far in the first view of Tesis, he broke the whole one, not the Prusa. Second Tesis says that he would break both. No, he'd break what's the venerity No, he, he would just, the first one would sorry, the, again, let's go sorry. The first one would make a bracha of a on the whole one, break it, and then make the bracha of a on the half. 
I need that. Second says, no, I can make both brachas on both and break the whole one. No, break the whole one. We had Rimnachim Mivina who used to only make the brachas on really the half and break only the half and the whole one was there just because of Lechem Mishnah. The Ri who used to make one bracha of a moitzi on both and the bracha of on Mrs. Matzah only on the half. Only on the half. And that's not Kochavilis since he made it on both. Now listen to the next piece of Tasis. We see that the Balitasis had Swadish Matzahs. Sometimes in order to circumvent the argument, the Ri would do as follows. He didn't want to change his Minig. He would make a brach on the Shleim Mahamotzi. And he would begin to cut it, to bring to break it. But he didn't separate the two pieces. Until he'd make the bracha of achilas matzah on the prusa, then he'd be able to break from both together. So that way, he did a b'tziah on the shalim, but he also did a b'tziah on the prusa, and he made the brachas on the shalim and the brachas on the prusa, and he, he somehow or other felt that this was mapik atzmei plukta. He got himself out of a, 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 a controversial situation of Machlechus and he'd fulfilled everybody's opinion but how on earth do you do that with matzahs he definitely didn't have brisker matzahs right if you take uh, the matzahs that we have and you try to begin to break them only partially not going to work so quite clearly our matzahs are, are, are not the matzahs that the Balotasis had they must have been thicker and bendier and more pliable more bread like more bread-like than matzahs today. Our matzahs are brittle and hard. Yeah, the Gemara calls them a rockic. The Gemara calls it a wafer. So it's a wafer that can be partly broken. A very, very interesting taste of this read. Shimon, you have normal matzahs, Shimon? Normal being. <laughs> normal being the normal. I'm, uh, everything normal is, is, is relevant to oneself, right? Most of them are half-broken anyway. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> They're, they're definitely the, the matzah bakeries are very much with them need no question of it <laughs> if you're talking about hand matzahs yeah. Yeah. the machine matzahs are usually a bit better yeah. can you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> which hand matzahs are you eating? Yeah. you're getting me you're getting me nervous here. you can break them my hand matzahs you can't break you break them and they snap it's not much, they're very brittle. They're thin and brittle. But definitely the Swadi matzahs are definitely uh, thicker and. Uh, but I don't know if does anybody actually make Swadi matzahs today? Yeah. Where? Dan David makes those Swadi matzahs? I've never seen them. Really? I have to ask him once to send me one round. Not on Pesach though. Oh really? Maybe they they harden. Yeah. They don't last. Is it really bread like when when the? It, it, it's like a lacquer. So it's quite. Um, so how do you break that then? That's also difficult. How do you? You can tear it. You can tear it slightly and still hold, have it partly. You can tear it and 
And you tear it slightly, it stays. Really? So you have to keep baking the whole Pesach? When you keep it, you have to make like air pipes. In the freezer. Sorry? They tend to use mucks. They're different. They're much thicker, actually, but they are more mucks around. So it's, it is like a wrap? No. Yeah. No, but they're different types. But oh. They won't have that for the Pesach. So they have normal mucks. They're thicker, though. They're hard. Really? You need good teeth. You need good teeth. Yeah. <laughs> right. I found that place very interesting. Clearly, the, our matzahs, what I call normal matzahs, are yeah, normal is raccoons, right? <laughs> not on Pesach. No, not Pesach. Don't worry. <coughs> no, not since the old gates of stopped making raccoons matzahs for Pesach. He used to make. He used to go to Rukuzans and make matzahs. No shmur. There's no single shmur matzah Rukuzans. Never existed. No shmur. They sell. Yeah. Really. Really. Interesting. Very nice. Carries on the Gemara. I don't want to get involved in matzahs now. What well, matzahs are good, matzahs are not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Donuts come first. Reb Ami Reb Asi. Reb Ami Reb Asi. Says the Gemara, three lines up. Reb Ami Reb Asi. Ki hava misrami luhu rifted the eruva when the it came upon them the bread of the eruv. So they made an eruv before Shabbos, and on Shabbos you don't need. You didn't need the eruv anymore. They're ready carried so what do they do they used to eat make their hamaytzi on the bread of the air now Rashi learns rifta deiruva sha'aruva by esmer eruva chateris that's a very interesting Rashi because eruva chateris is needed from the beginning of Shabbos till the end of Shabbos so what's on earth are you going to eat that air for does Rashi mean to say that if I eat my air in the middle of Shabbos that's okay Other Rishayim say it doesn't make sense. You can't eat air in the middle of Shabbos. So we must be talking about air of Tafshilin. And that's where the minig of eating air of Tafshilin. But then there's a question which Suda do you eat your, your air of Tafshilin? So according to this Gemara, I should eat it the first Suda I can. Which is the first Suda on Shabbos. I can't eat it on Yom because if I eat it on Yom I can't cook from Yom to Shabbos anymore. But if comes Shabbos comes in, I'm not cooking anymore. Then I should take my air of Tafshilin and I should eat it. The bread, at least, I should eat. On Friday night, and I should be making my mitzvah. Hail this Abed by Mitzvah Chad. I made one mitzvah. Now we're by Mitzvah Chriti, which then creates a question: Is there a mitzvah in an air of Tafshilin? Is there a mitzvah in air of Chaseris? Is it a mitzvah, or is it just a, a a way of circumventing the halacha? I make a bracha. What's a bracha? A mitzvah so, so it's a mitzvah kiyum. It's not a mitzvah chiyuvis. That's enough already. To to say this swara of hoyel v'sabida ba mitzvah chada nave ba mitzvah chita nave ba mitzvah chita. Does it? I don't remember. Then then we're not shutvin anymore. 
I'd have to look it up because I don't remember the top of my head. Amar Rav comes along Rav now with a new halacha not relevant to everything that we learned till now. New sugya completely. Tul Baruch, Tul Baruch, Einit Sarich Lavarich. Havei Melach, Havei Lifton, Sarich Lavarich. So here we're talking about somebody's already washed and he's made a brach of Amritzi Lechem Haaretz and he's cutting his bread and he realizes there's no salt on the table. Or he really, sorry, he realizes that uh, he, he, he's passing the bread on to other people around the table and he's telling them that they have to go make a bracha if he says tol bruch, tol bruch, that's not called a hefsek he does not need to make a new bracha if he says bring salt because he's made the bracha and there's no salt on the table or there's no lift on there's no accompaniment to the bread that is not necessary for the bracha therefore it's a hefsek and he needs to make a new bracha. Rabbi Yechonon Omer, Rabbi Yechonon says, Even to say, bring salt, bring lift on. He also doesn't need to repeat the bracha. That's still called relevant to the bracha. It's not called a hefzik. Gvil laturi, gvil laturi, mix for my ox, mix for my ox. That means before I eat, mix the bran for the ox so that he has to eat, he's able to eat. Because that's not really relevant to my bracha. Rav Sheshis disagrees and he says, I feel like even mixing for my ox is also not considered a hefsek because feeding your ox before you eat is mehilchasuda and something which is mehilchasuda is not called a hefsek. And therefore, it's considered part of the Hilchasuda and not a Hefsek. Rashi, Tul Burch, Abitseya, Kaidim, Shetam, Mina Prusa, somebody who breaks his bread before he has eaten from the Prusa, Botsamimenu, he breaks from it, Vahishet Lemisha Esloi, and he passes over to the gentleman who's sitting next to him, or the person sitting next to him, Vahamale, and he says to this person, Tul, Miprusa Sabracha, please take from this loaf of bread that I made the Bracha on. Even though he's spoken in between by saying, take from this loaf of bread, please take and, and enjoy me in my meal. He does not need to repeat the bracha. Even though talking is always considered a hefsek in bracha. If I make a bracha between my mitzvah, if I speak between my bracha and my mitzvah, it's a hefsek. If I make a, 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 I speak between my bracha and my food, it's a hefsek. If I speak between my Twilin and my Twilin, between the Twilin Shalyad and the Twilin Shalresh, and that's because, simple understanding is, because my bracha on the Twilin Shalyad has to be a bracha on my Twilin Shalresh as well, so I mustn't speak in between, because by speaking I've been made a hefsek and a break, and that would not allow my bracha on my Twilin Shalyad to, to be a bracha on my Twilin Shalresh, then Sorich Levarich, I then need to make a bracha on my Twilin Shalresh, there's a machlek, there's Rashi Tosis there, whether I need to make two brachas on my Twilin Shalresh, or I would only now have to make one bracha, meaning, do I originally only make one bracha, but when I speak I need to make an extra bracha on my Twilin Shalresh, because I spoke, or do I always make a bracha on my Twilin Shalresh, but when I speak I make an extra bracha on my Twilin Shalresh. So the way we do mitzvahs tefillin, we do a bracha on the tefillin yad, we do a bracha on the tefillin reish. If we were speaking between, we'd end up doing an extra bracha on the tefillin reish. But that is a machlekes rashi tesis mesachas menachas for those of us who can remember when we learned mesachas menachas together many many moons ago. Mechaim bekisya adam, we did learn menachas, didn't we? Mechaim bekisya adam, and the same applies to kisya adam. Hachsicha sayer bracha v'leim However, this conversation 
of tul bruch tul bruch is considered seich bracha. It's considered part and necessary part of the bracha, but a massacre, and it's not considered a hesek. It's not considered a hesek. Why the Gemara says it twice? I assumed when I learned the Gemara because there may be two people there. You can say it as many times as you like. That's what the Gemara means. But I'm not sure. According to Rabbi Yechanan, bring salt is also a not necessary for him to repeat the bracha. That's also called necessary and part of the bracha. So the prusa of the bracha should be eaten with taste. And that's a very interesting Rashi. That the, the bracha is chal on the bread. And the nicer the tasting bread, the bigger hiddo that is in the bracha. Nami tseir bracha hu. Shatei prusa bracha necheles betam. To eat a plain piece of bread, plain matzah. Shwach. Make a matzah with salt on it or matzah with lift on. That's already a gishmak bracha. That's really a nice bracha. Chiddush. So whenever you have a choice of a bland food or a really tasty food, go for the tasty food. Not because you're not somebody who likes Adam Hazak Hasrasholam, because the bracha on the tasty food is a better bracha. That's what we've just learned. Shabzu Sayyid Bracha. Shate Prusa Shabrach and Khalis Batam. Nechelis Batam. Gavil Laturi Gavil Esamursan. Mix the bran, Bamayim in water, the Sayyid Hashwarim. For the sake of the oxen, says Tosfos, have a melech sorech levorich, to have a hesach hadas. So, contrary Rav, to say have a melech is a hefsek because it's hesach hadas. It's hesach hadas. Tosfos learns that the reason why speaking is a hefsek is not because speaking itself makes a break between the bracha and the achila, but because speaking is a hesach hadas, and hesach hadas is a break between the bracha and the achila. The hachamini pegimu to minachas. It Tosh's quote the same raya from the Gemara Menachos. Soch between Tvilin and the Tvilin, Sorech Levarich. If a person speaks between the Tvilin Shaliad and the Tvilin Shalroish, Sorech Levarich, he needs to make another bracha. V'chein halacha nimsach bein Brichas Hamotzi laAchila. If you misspoke between the Brichas Hamotzi and the Achila, so you've made the bracha on your bread and you're about to eat it, and before you ate it, you turned around and said, "Hey, do you hear what's going on with Brexit? The whole country is falling apart." You just couldn't contain yourself, and what do you do? Make a new bracha. Unless you're saying something which is relevant to the Suda, like Tulbruch, whereas Brexit has got nothing to do with the Suda. The same applies to Shechita. Here is telling us an extra Chiddush, and this is a thesis we learned at length in Mesachtas Menachas. If I'm Shechting five animals, I make a brach on the first animal. Do, do I need to make a brach on the next animal? No. If I would then talk after the shechita of the first animal, I would then need to repeat the bracha on my second animal. I just want to inform you, everybody, so in case you happen to bang into an abattoir and you see the shachtim shechting, they all talk. Uh, if you're shechting 150 animals a day, 200 animals, 300 animals, or you're shechting thousands of chickens, it's almost an impossibility not to talk. And there's many, many shittas in the past, and we discussed this when we learned Masechus Menachas, who are mekel and allow them to talk not like shittas. So don't get nervous when, if you would see that. There's a uh, Yadovid and other poskim, they make one bracha. Unless they go out and have a lunch break, then they come back and make another bracha. But they only make one bracha. They, they try not to talk, but it's, it's very difficult. It's very hard. They don't have their mobile phones with them when they're shechting.
וכן בשחיטה. צורך לחזור לברך, אליו ממילסא דשחיטה, כמו האויד יוסא בהימס ותרנגל למנשחית. unless it's something which is relevant to שחיטה, like he says, can you please bring the rest of the animals, please? In most abattoirs, the, the animals are on a line. So one animal gets shechted, oops, or gets uh, slaughtered, or whichever, however it's slaughtered, gets taken away, and the next animal automatically comes, comes uh, rolling in. So he doesn't need to ask, can I have any more animals? But it can happen. It's running slow, or an animal is refusing to move, and the, the guy can't, can't get the uh, gentleman who's pushing the animals in, can't get the animals through, and he can turn around and say, what's going on? Where's the next animal? And that could happen, and that wouldn't be a half-success basis. Or he says to the gentleman holding the animal, hold it well, it shouldn't move away from you, so the shechita shouldn't become possible, because if the animal moves his head during the time of shechita, then that would render the shechita unfit. So he's allowed to turn around to the person holding and say, hold it well. Today they don't hold the animals, it's illegal. Um, the animal has to be in a vice. It has a very uh, amazing, unbelievable head grip and the animal can't budge an inch. If it twitches its ear almost, they will puzzle the shechita. Uh, well, not quite, but uh, if there's any flicker of movement, that shechita is considered a non-shechita at all. So the vice is really, really uh, holds the head well. We don't usually bring on the table not salt or accompaniment to the bread. the because our bread is really, really tasty. It tastes as much as the Gudzinski's or Kameli's in his times. By who Kihad Omar Basomuch, that's like we're going to learn a bit later in the Gemara. Dain, sorry, Boishesh, this type of bread does not need salt because it's a different type of bread. It's bread which is ready Choshev. However, Menachem Hayad Medaktek Mo'idl Havi Melachalashulchan. Menachem was very, very careful. This is Menachem Mivina again. He was very careful to make sure that he always had salt on the table. Kadisa Vemedrish. Sitting by the table, and they're waiting for each other until they wash their hands. And they're sitting there without any mitzvahs. The satan can come and cause a kitrik. And the fact that there's salt on the table is That's a fascinating thesis. First of all, what does mean below mitzvahs? The Gemara Menachos tells us they're sitting with twillin, with, with, with twillin on their heads, talis on the on the sitters on the begodim. They've got mila. Why, why is they below mitzvahs? And the only mitzvah that Satan can find is bris melach. And why does bris melach save them from the kitrig of the Satan? A fascinating medrash. The Menachem was careful to always have salt on the table at every single meal. Is the salt because of taste? Or because no, salt is because of bris melach. <laughs> In the Gemara, it's because of taste. I'm allowed to say tul melech, have a melech because of taste. It could be a country of Menachem, I can say have a melech, so there shouldn't be a table without salt on it. That may also be true. But I don't know if that's relevant to the brocha. I don't know if that's relevant to the brocha. According to taste, it's a good shider of Shimon. According to taste, if I said have a melech nowadays, would I be, would I say have a melech is okay? I don't need the salt because my bread is choshev. For the bris melech, but is that part of the bracha? Is that relevant to the bracha? The, the tasty bread is relevant to the bracha. This is not because of the taste. This is just so that there should be a kol kaban melech. That's nothing to do with bracha. So maybe it is a hefsek. In fact, Shulchan Aruch says it's not a hefsek. Shulchan Aruch does say that havei melech is not a hefsek. So it seems to imply that even after tasting, even though nowadays we have chosher bread, the 
the person who's breaking the bread is not allowed to break the bread until they've brought before him salt or lifton or some accompaniment before each one of the assembled people around the table came to visit the house of the Reish Galusa they brought him out bread so the Reish Galusa you can imagine it was aristocracy it was an aristocratic home and they didn't eat uh, coarse bread they ate really fine good bread so they brought him out a piece of bread or a loaf of bread and he cut it straight away without waiting for the salt without waiting for the salt this is Robert Bashmul, which is the one himself who said, And he came to the Reish Galusi, he didn't bother. He just broke the bread straight away. So they said to him, Have you, Robert Bashmul, changed your mind from your original statement of, So he says, He says, Less Dane Sarek Boishesh. Less Dane no, 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 no. This type of bread does not need any salt. This is really chashu bread. It's not the bread that I was talking about. I'm talking about normal bread, coarse bread. This is really chashu bread. Doesn't need any salt at all. Says Rashi. Immediately. He didn't wait for the salt and the lifton to come. Boishesh. The word boishesh means ikuv. So you translate the Gemara like this now. Less dain. This bread. Sarech boishesh. Does not need why does it not need to wait says Rashi there's a little bit much but it doesn't need it at all not like your, your dick in the beginning of the Gemara not like your dick in the beginning of the Gemara I think Rabbeinu Yoyna has a, a different shot in this Boishesh. Should we have a look at Rabbeinu Yoyna for a moment? In Boishesh, if I remember rightly. Yeah, page 56 in Rabbeinu Yoyna. Less than Sarif Boishesh. Yes, Mufashin. May Loshin ki Boishesh Moshe. That's from the same terminology as Rashi. Page 56, right at the top of the page. Less than Sarif Boishesh. Yes, Mufashin. May Loshin ki Boishesh Moshe. Rotsalema. So Boishesh Moshe means that Moshe delayed. Rotsalema. Zeha pasu pas nakia. This bread is pure bread. Umuta may love and very tasty to him. Vain Sarif Mesakiv. He doesn't need to wait for the lift on to come to give the bread some sort of taste. Boishesh means that less than sorry Boishesh. This does not need Boishesh, does not need lift on. It's already tasty. The Tasty food, doesn't it? Meloshin ha'achel tofel b'li melach. So the lomis achel boishesh. Tofel is boishesh. So what's tofel of Gabi? 
Bland. Does one eat bland without melach? So then, less than sorry, boishish means this bread is not bland. It's tasty. Doesn't need any salt. So we have two understandings of the word boishish. Rashi's Rashi's pshat and the first yesh mafarshim in Rabbi Yehuda boishish from the lashon ikuv, and the second one is boishish from the word bland. The word bland. What's the connection between bland and ikuv? Rabbi Gabi, you've got to think of something for that. Something which is bland, you don't, you hold back, you don't eat so much. Maybe, maybe. So that brings us to the end of the year today. In Bez Hashem, next week we'll carry on the rest of the Agadita and the next Mishnah. Bez Hashem. I wish you all a good Hanukkah.